Oh, Welcome, all you beautiful souls. We are Cat and Ash of Empathetic Villains, and we are here to share our personal thoughts and opinions about our healing journeys and what we've learned along the way. Hi. What have we learned along the way? I don't know. Have we learned anything at this point? <laughs> I hope so. I think we have. I don't know. Someday. The world is on fire and everything is crazy. <laughs> that TikTok keeps coming in my head and I can't remember the whole thing. Oh my gosh. Oh, <sighs> isn't it because I'm sad and the world is on I don't know. Oh, the world is on fire and I'm angry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Earthquakes could... in Illinois. There's volcanoes all over the world. I just, nothing surprises me anymore. And like, you could tell me that there was like a dinosaur roaming in Montana and I would be like, yep, sounds about right. I mean, they did. They did open some things they probably shouldn't have. What I'm saying, like, just leave it alone, please, people. Put that thing back where it came from. (laughs) I just. Sometimes I see these articles of like, they created this from a regenerated cell from 130 billion years ago. Obviously, it's not that long ago. But but I just learned an interesting topic on that. What? Why they're bringing back like prehistoric creatures that should not exist? No, but um, along those lines, part of of the... (laughs) The spiritual podcast I was listening to, well, it wasn't a podcast. It was just a um, convention. I think this lady has passed now. I don't know. But um, they keep putting out her conference stuff. And um, one of the things she was talking about is Atlantis and why the civilization... (laughs) Um, you you got there. You did was it. Was destroyed because, on top of doing bad things, um, apparently they were um, making the mythical t- creatures, like the half human, half beast creatures, and they were enslaving them. So they were creating their own super slaves of these half human, half animals. And the creators of the above did not like that. And even though they're not supposed to intervene, they did because that's a no-no, apparently. That's a big (laughs) no-no. That's a big no-no? Yes. So they wiped them out. But then she was saying with technology in today's world now mind you i think she passed in 2014 so i mean we've come a long way since then but she was talking about how research is kind of going back towards that whereas like science is um because there's something to do with when you can't take an animal um organ and put it in a human because it'll reject it but the research they were doing is they put um 
human antibodies or whatever into pigs and they're trying to get it so the organs of the pig right (laughs) so the pig is um i don't know somehow the dna will know that it's human and it won't reject it but she's like those are along the same lines and i don't think that that's very no thank um, you the creator does not appreciate (laughs) no thank you i'm good thanks so much (laughs) i can't i watched this show on netflix i think called ancient apocalypse was that one i sent you to watch (laughs) that sounds terrifying it's actually like fascinating because it's this, I don't know if he's an archaeologist or what, but I watched it a while ago and we know how my memory works. So um, I'll probably give you bits and pieces here. <laughs> but the show was like about how they're like the most ancient civilization that we know of, like there were actually civilizations before that, that they're now discovering and we have no idea what's going on. No, we Earth. really don't. We really don't. Um, and you know, take take that for what it's worth. I don't know the actual research that the documentary did or whatever, but it was it, it was just fascinating, like to see those things. And then when they talk about like how the pyramids were um spilt, built specifically to like the coordinates of the north star or you know um, there are pyramids all over the world they <laughs> just like, saying eyebrow raise me I'm, I'm down a very deep rabbit hole of conspiracy <laughs> we'll we'll have to so at the end of this episode we're gonna we will talk about actual things at some point um but one of the things we're going to share today and we'll see if you guys like it or not is our current rabbit hole we've gone down so um we'll explain all of that more later and then talk about each of our rabbit holes because i have a few yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um that's something i feel like both of our brains really enjoy um and then we get like fixated and it's hysterical but so that's definitely something we'll talk about but um yeah, I just I think that whole thing is fascinating. Like, what? What did? Don't they say like ninety? Well, crazy. Seriously, if you really think about it, if you really step back and think about it, it's insane. Uh-huh. Like, well, because if you think about the research that we're doing, we only know what we found. Right. So we've only dug so deep, and the places you've dug extra deep. Like, you have no idea where to dig, where things are, because how how do you know? Like, you have to find something in order to have a big production like that. And who knows what's in the earth billions and billions of and miles knows, down. Who knows how much of it the ocean has swallowed up over oh, we're talking about <laughs> The ocean is terrifying. The ocean is like the most fascinating slash terrifying thing on the planet like you don't know what lives down that deep because we don't go down that deep and what is it 80 90 80 90 percent of the world is the ocean and like none of it is explored like they know nothing about it we know nothing how do we live in a world we know nothing about because we think we know everything 
Well, right. But even like these cave systems. Okay. We're getting off top. We didn't even start <laughs> we a topic. Even, we haven't yeah. been on a topic this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the rabbit hole of our brain. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So our topic today which we'll probably spend very little time on because it seems to me like Kathy and I just want to talk about our own stuff. Conspiracies. <laughs> so the topic today is, first of all, I'm going to apologize if I'm sniffling into the ni- microphone um, because my nose is stuffed up. And so if that's really obnoxious, I'm so sorry. I'm not. You're not what? Obnoxious or you're I'm not, not sorry? sorry? Oh, Okay. Cool. You deal with our Wisconsin accents. You deal with us being <laughs> sniffly in prime allergy season. <laughs> it's terrible. Ah, so our brief, I'm sure very brief conversation today topic is going to be, I just wanted to talk about like this time of year. So um, obviously I'm all sniffly like we just talked about and allergies season right now. Awful. But like but it's so Even, pretty. What? <laughs> I said, but it's so pretty. <laughs> okay, not right now. Like three weeks ago, it was beautiful. Now it's all brown and dead. And then yeah, all, it's crusty now. Yeah. And then in a couple weeks, hopefully, it'll be beautiful and white snowscape. Just your face. <laughs> I mean, I don't want it to, but it's at least allow- it's-, it's allowed to do that thing we're not saying. The week of Christmas and the week after. That's all you get. <laughs> I think you live in the wrong state, honey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have two seasons here, road construction and winter. They just moved their cones closer to my house. Like they're going to start a project now they're gonna close a bridge it's november excuse me can we wait till next year please nope they gotta use their budget bruh um so back to the topic (laughs) i just really don't want to drive that way it's okay you'll be okay i promise me the slightest inconvenience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so (laughs) sorry this time of year Probably depends where you live, but where we live, this time of year, like we were just talking about, like it's brown and dreary, and everything's just died, and the sun goes down so early. So your drive home at 5 p.m., it's pitch black, and when you get up to go to work, it's pitch black. And it's your drive tough. home at four o'clock, the sun is in your eyeball, in your eyeball. You drive to work at 6 30, it's in your eyeball. It's just like that the worst time of year. But the also days are shorter. Yeah, but also like you have the holidays coming up soon and all these things. And depending on how your brain functions um and whatnot, this time of year, like for instance, if you have depression, it usually gets worse this time of year because you're not getting the vitamin D from the sun and you're not getting the fresh air like you would and you know it's dark and dreary and so 
What? You're not We're- sitting outside of a fo- at a football game where the mm-hmm. rain is directionally going right into your eyeball? <laughs> well, you're and you can't have bonfires anymore and you can't sit out on the patio and nobody wants to go out and do stuff because it's cold and wet and gross. And so Andy and I both like like you can just we can both tell this time of year it's just you get you get in a funk right and over the years there's stuff that we've researched that's helped and obviously talk to your doctor about anything don't take my advice I'm just saying what <laughs> we're we not do. certified doctors this is only our opinions this is only our opinion we're not certified in literally anything are we? Well, I you? mean, I'm I'm certified in essential oils and um, healing crystals. <laughs> I'm certified in nothing. <laughs> I am certified in most things. And Kathy is certified, but I am not in anything. But I am not a doctor. <laughs> I don't even have a participation award in certification. So, sorry, you win here. <laughs> But some of the things that like seriously can help you are adding more vitamin D into your um into your supplements and um also doing like Amazon has um like these lights that mimic sunlight. Well, and- I have one. Of the- I don't know if it's actually called a happy lamp, but my sister calls it a happy lamp. And she had one for her office, so I got one for my office. It's very nice. You sounded like it doesn't work, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It it's got like a phone charger on the bottom, and oh. then it's got like a clock, an alarm clock. I, the clock doesn't keep the right time, so I keep that off. But yeah, if you can get your phone to charge on, <laughs> yeah, that's- it, it's a nice. I turn it on usually in the morning. And then, like, towards the afternoon, I turn. It is really bright, but it works. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just, like, learning what to do in those situations because it's just a crappy time of year. It's just, it's not fun. It's well, no, and everyone's, you, your stress level is heightened because you're running around. Uh, you have to coordinate family or some some people don't have family mm-hmm. and they stress about that. I think it and everybody is just very heightened. Everybody's in a rush. Everybody wants to ha- have the perfect holidays. I think it's just a lot of pressure when you like like for me personally, like I'm either in a Christmassy spirit like holiday like I'm about decorating and then most of the time I'm just not like I don't even want to get my Christmas box out like I'm just that's totally me typically like I'm such a Grinch when it comes to Christmas and it's because I feel like we've totally I'm not going to get all religious or anything here but like I feel like we totally have lost what that holiday is supposed to be about and like I said I won't go into the religious side of things but as far as like, this is supposed to be the time of year where you like go the extra mile for someone or you like, you are extra nice to the retail worker because they have to, you know, they're working longer days or, right. you know, you're supposed to be friendlier and happy and and all this stuff. And I feel like it's turned into, I mean, our whole world is turned into just 
you know, capitalism and commercialism, but right. Um, Everybody has to have everything right now. Instant I'm, gratification. Yeah. And we all contribute, like we all take part of it, you know, we all do. And, you know, it's just, it's turned into like, just people fighting in line for stuff and everyone's rude and grouchy and, it just like totally drains all the energy out of you and makes it not fun. And I am going to try really hard this year to force myself to be happy about Christmas and wow, remind we're myself. Forcing ourselves to do things. We're <laughs> gradually making space for it. <laughs> sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> but I'm trying to make myself want to feel happy about it by bringing the stuff in that I like. So for instance, like I'm not a big like red and green Christmas decoration thing. It's not really my vibe. Um, And so I saw someone on TikTok, so stupid, but I saw someone on TikTok do a pastel Christmas tree. Target and all of the things. Oh my gosh. So like I've slowly just been like Target had a couple cute things that I picked up that were pastel and I was like, I can get behind this, a pastel colored nutcracker. Like that's, you know, the tree will always be what the tree is. The kids get to decorate it and it never looks cohesive and it always is crazy. And that's my you let that go. only favorite part of Christmas. Like that is my favorite, favorite, favorite thing is watching the kids put all the ornaments on wherever the heck they feel like it. None of the ornaments match. There's always a big group on one side and a couple like I love that. I think my favorite thing about your Christmas tree is Christmas Pico. <laughs> is the cat in the middle of the tree laying on the yes. branch? <laughs> she is the star of the tree. She is the star of the tree. We'll have to see. We're going to get a new tree this year. <gasps> you you better leave that one out for her. You, you better you know just have a said, Pico tree. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. And now that you said that, like, maybe I have to have two trees. Maybe her tree can be the pastel tree. Bingo. And then the boys can decorate the house. <laughs> Get them a mini table tree. I swear they'll still be happy with it. Oh, they won't even. They don't care about the tree at all. I have a the mini only... LED tree that I just put out. Sometimes. I love it. I love it. So I'm gonna try. Maybe force myself isn't the right word. You're probably right, but like <laughs> I'm trying to hype myself up about it. I'm trying to do like okay, yeah, I'm not a big, you know everything red and green uh tinselly like that's just not really my people thing uses like, tinsel huh do people still use tinsel oh yeah oh yeah i bet there's some real tinsel awful for animals <laughs> see Especially i can't have yeah i can't have any of that no because i just watched the thing Shar Shar would eat it two mm-hmm. cats mm-hmm. yeah well they didn't eat tinsel but they ate string and it gets wrapped around their intestines, uh-huh. and then they feel awful, and then you feel awful, and then they die, and they that was suffering, the and you don't even know. That was the worst bedtime story ever. I'm sorry. I'm very sad about it. <laughs> My cat just steals pencils and runs around the house with them, so Your she stole- steals everything. <laughs> That is also true. She stole Easton's pencil while he was doing his homework last night and ran over. He, they were in the living room and I was at my um, desk up in the hallway where I work for the, my second job. And she came running past and I see Andy and Easton run past. And you only like, have one pencil. <laughs> she's got 
his pencil in his mouth in her mouth and she's running away from them and i'm i'm like what is happening watch out for her she's gonna throw knives she's crazy she is crazy well let's also talk about the stress that holidays put on animals because you if you have a big family like People come from out of town and you lock them away. Well, right. They the lock animals, them away. The people. You putting decorations up that they're not allowed to touch. <laughs> like not in my house. Pico does whatever she wants. <laughs> but I mean, it's very stressful because just all around the family is stressful. <laughs> I don't care who you are. And I think we put a lot of stress on ourselves because you're in that situation where like as a kid like so like our family we used to have big christmas and um like all of our family in one place and i think we've kind of you know as you get older you break apart from that and i think you not my family we're psychopaths and we still all get together (laughs) okay well a lot of people do but i'm just saying like so, like, there's a lot of pressure, like, when you're married, like, you have so many places to go and yep. only so many, like, days to do it. And, like, I've been thinking about this in my head, just pre-planning as I do. And I'm like, well, why does it have to be on a certain day? Like, can you as a family, like what you do with Hollow Thanksmas, like can you break apart from one holiday and have like a big thing maybe later on down the road and celebrate? Mm-hmm. Like why does it have to all be on one day and we why do we stress ourselves out like that? Well, and for people who get like overstimulated easily and like especially – so I'll, I'll use – Easton as an example he is my sensitive little man and he gets he gets overwhelmed and overstimulated very easy and so when I put him in the situation of Christmas it's Christmas Eve something else Christmas Eve Christmas Day something else Christmas Day and it's like two or three days of pure more people for him to see so much noise so loud food he he won't Only. eat like it's just whatever you want to say about that it is what it is but that's that's just him as as a kid he gets overstimulated so then the time we get to enjoy with him you know just us our little family he's just he can't handle it he's had right. too much and it you know it it affects them and I obviously still want to see everyone and that sort of thing. So it's like you don't want to not go to those things. But it's also like something that specific people have to hype themselves up about. And like, you know, me and Andy will talk before family functions or like going out to do stuff together. And I'll be like, all right, like I need I need you to be by me. I need my emotional support husband with me. Like. I need you to know I'm feeling anxious about this. I like I'm feeling uncomfortable. I don't know what I'm walking into. And, you know, sometimes you got to hype yourself up for like you said like advance think about these things and try and start planning it out and figure out, you know, break it down and compartmentalize it a little bit and think about okay, at the first place, 
we need to make this. So, you know, whatever it is and just kind of break it down because it gets overwhelming when you get to it and when you think about it all in one big chunk, you know. And I think it's important to like give yourself that grace and say, hey, I don't need to rush here. It's okay if we're a little late, like take a break in between and take a nap or like um, just have that downtime to come back down mm-hmm. before you have to build yourself back up because it is hard because especially with the little little guys because you have think about it you have so many people that you don't see all the time when you do have like get togethers like that and you want to be fair to everyone everyone's excited to see the kids obviously but like if you're thinking about it as in the kids view like Mm -hmm. it's just so many people coming at you and there's like even as adults there's so many only so many stories you can tell people or talk about things and it's not that we're trying to be standoffish or we're trying to like we're really trying but sometimes like for people with spicy brains or that are overstimulated it is really hard to have the same conversation multiple times or come up with things when and I think it's really hard like I don't think it's a lack of communication skills or social skills it's just like for me like I don't have kids to tell people about so what I mean all I I work like that's what I do (laughs) I don't really have a lot to talk about but like someone like my sister can talk about the kids sports and what the kids are doing and like and people like to hear about that kind of stuff so I think all around we put a lot of pressure on conversation about things and like so there's things that you and I probably would get super excited about talking about but we know that our family or friends like certain people aren't going to understand. Does not care about the rabbit hole you're <laughs> falling down. Yeah, like so we get super excited about things like that, but we're not going to sit at a family uh, event and talk about it because we Maybe know we there's start. Maybe I that's mean, what we're doing wrong. Hey, can we talk? Can we talk to uh, your dad about Bigfoot? <laughs> Absolutely, he'll talk to you forever. Right, but. It's, I think it's important, though, like with that kind of things to be to have people who are open and understanding. So like if you are in a group setting, like maybe you don't understand the trends and whatever that kids have right now. But like if you sit down and talk to them and they're like understanding about it, like they'll talk to you. Like, they'll talk to you about Minecraft, even though you don't know what they're talking about. They'll talk to you about it. are probably going to ask you to play it, too. And right. it's very hard. Right. But I, th- I think it, like, if you act excited about something mm-hmm. with someone, it makes them more open to uh, and comfortable to talk about you. And that creates less stress on the mm-hmm. situation. Absolutely. So I think going into this holiday season being open and 
maybe not a little more calm than normal. (laughs) Like just understanding that we're all human. We all have somewhere to be. Are we all human? Because I heard some (laughs) of us are lizard people. I mean, don't go to the Denver airport. (laughs) Don't get caught up in the Illuminati, but that's for another time. (laughs) I think Blizzard people and the Illuminati are interchangeable. They are or aren't? They are. Oh, yes, indeed. Stay, like I said, stay away from the Denver airport. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) There's no reason to go to Colorado this year, guys. (laughs) Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> uh, I think that's that's a good good point though, and to try and go into things more calmly, um, but also to like realize that for some people it's overwhelming to be going to all of these things, and they're trying their best. So give them a little bit of leeway, and you know, with the kids too. You know, like you said, like some people they don't see very often, so they they're not uneasy around them. But it takes them a while to warm up to someone that they haven't seen in a while, and they don't talk to regularly. And so it's you know, and and their kids, all they care about is getting presents at these right. things. They don't care <laughs> about anyone. They're they're children. Like that was my f- let them run around. Like, yeah, let them be loud. Like they're Send gonna them be who they're gonna be. Right. Like sometimes it's nice enough that they can still be running around outside, clear the garage out, let them run their laps, whatever, put on a movie for them somewhere. Just like they don't run laps unless you're here to tell them to run laps around the house. <laughs> no, I told him to put his his legs on the wall. It was a very big thing. <laughs> I didn't think he was gonna do it. No, there was another time we were outside and you told oh, him. Yeah. To run laps around the house, and Cam's like, okay, and just started doing it. Now, what is he doing? You're like, I don't know. I told him to run laps around the house. Told him to run around the house. Perfect. (laughs) Keep him occupied. Kept him busy. And then he came over, and it was like, am I done now? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that was the night we had a fire, and then he ended up going to bed right after. He was like, I'm going to go ahead and go to bed. It's like, okay, great. Thanks, Kathy. <laughs> no, they were up forever because the neighbor had, um, they were playing flashlight tag or something. Oh, was that that night? Yeah. And he was afraid of something. Shocker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, we're all human. We're all going, trying to get to the same place. We all want to get home to our families. We all have somewhere we'd rather be. So don't crowd the person in front of you. Be nice. Don't get angry at people. Like, just be calm kind. Down. It's supposed to be the kind season. Be kind. It is. Just look and at the lights. Look at the decorations. Yes. I... Like we I still have our Halloween decorations out, by the way, and Andy put our Christmas lights on, and we have our we have our Christmas Listen, glow ups out. I'm telling you, there's there are these lights that you permanently install on your house, and they're LEDs, and they are every color under the sun. So you just switch them out per season. I need it. 
Send me the link immediately. I don't care how much they are. I'm doing it. What's just the point of working two jobs if you can't spend money on stupid stuff like lights for every season? Just switch out your inflatables in the front yard. Take down your, I mean, put a Christmas hat on them. I don't care. <laughs> That's a great idea. You know what sucks? My grandpa, before he passed away, he had a gajillion of those inflatables. And my family was like, do you guys want these? And I'm like, what are we ever going to do with inflatables? Come on. And now me and Andy are like the nerdy neighbors that like have every inflatable out. And every year we're like, let's add another inflatable. And they're all like weird and funky. And and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we should have kept those. Not only because they were inflatables and now we're obsessed with them, but like that would have been cool to have my grandpa's stuff and I'm very sentimental. So I'm kind of kicking myself that I was like, Oh, we're never going to use those, but what can you do? You live and you learn and you move on. Yup. 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 So I guess the moral of our (laughs) talking points is just be nice to each other and remember to take care of yourself during this gloomy season and Go see remember, the twinkly lights yeah remember to do those things around the holidays force yourself to do the things you do like around the holidays you know if you like to bake cookies and you bake love your to hot do cocoa. that yeah do those things and you don't have to have all your stuff be traditional to what other people do do a pastel christmas if it makes you feel better and it makes you more jolly do a goth Christmas. Do a goth Christmas. Do all black everything. If it makes you feel good and it... It'll juice Christmas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't... My cousin Kate is totally gonna... <laughs> gonna she would totally do that. Harry Potter Christmas. And do I gotta, whatever Christmas absolutely. makes your heart happy. Absolutely. Just be nice to each other while you're doing it. Yeah. Just, just be patient. Like... People aren't intentionally trying to sabotage you or hurt you. We all want to get home to families. Drive safe. Be smart. Shop safe. Be smart. That's all I got. (laughs) I dig it. So now to the more funner (laughs) part of the podcast. I don't know. We're going to see how this goes. You guys tell us what you like that we're doing and what don't tell us what you don't like unless you're gonna be really nice about it. <laughs> um, so far, no one has told us anything. So we're not even sure if you're listening to us. <laughs> so we're just gonna do what we want. <laughs> right, right. So you guys will listen. <laughs> and if you have anything you don't like, say it nicely to us. But otherwise, this is our podcast. We're gonna talk about what we want to. <laughs> Unless you start giving us some suggestions on how we can help you. (laughs) Correct. Correct. Oh, my gosh. So let's talk about what this phrase we keep saying going down a rabbit hole means. (laughs) I'm sure people do not understand. Listen, Alice. (laughs) (laughs) So this is something I do consistently. So going down a rabbit hole would be like, For example, let's say you're watching a YouTube video and they start talking about a specific topic. And as you're listening, you're like, whoa, this topic super intrigues me. So then you look up that topic. And while you're looking at that topic, it then takes you down a different way 
about a different part of this topic. And then all of a sudden you're like 17 YouTube videos deep and you're in a completely different area than you were originally started. Jen, she refers to this as the algorithm. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So for us, I think a lot is, you know, true crime and (laughs) history kind of stuff and spirituality type you know conspiracy yeah for sure so um we both have gone down rabbit holes lately that we thought were super interesting and we're gonna make you listen to facts about them or just kind of how this goes so my tiktok feed consists of taylor swift um giant pyramids i love it true crime i love it so, um, we're each going to tell each other about whatever our current rabbit hole obsession is. Um, and mine actually, I made Andy go down this rabbit hole with me. Oh, no. <laughs> and now he's call like, a friend. I didn't know we could call a friend. <laughs> Dude, call a friend. Bring him in. <laughs> whatever. You're my only friend. <laughs> no. Well, uh, bring me in. I'll help you. Figure it out. Um, so I saw, I've heard of what I'm going to tell you about before, and I heard it from a true crime thing I was listening to, which we'll get into, but it resurfaced because I was listening to a podcast and this guy was a guest and then it took me down this rabbit hole and I had to find another podcast that he was on with a different guy. And then I just like spent the next three hours researching this and reading everything about it. And it just, the whole concept really fascinated me. And I think you and I kind of, our brains work alike as far as like, if you give me something that is fascinating and I'm like, how did that person come up with this? Or how did we get here? How does someone brain work like this imploding way. a uh submersible correct okay. yep. <laughs> like that's all the stuff that it just it is fascinating to me and i need to know more so this is mine that i'm going to talk to you about today so the guy we're going to be talking about his name is paul Riz- rizzoli oh you know i don't have notes <laughs> I only have notes because I wanted to get a couple like they're very it's like an outline more gotcha. um because I watched so much stuff that I was like okay I gotta and then they send you on another <laughs> right I gotta like keep this somewhat cohesive and together so it's an outline to keep me on track we'll see if it works um but so the original podcast I saw this on was Joe Rogan's podcast um so Paul Rizzoli um was he's like an author and an explorer and he um he's not is josh like, gates what he's not my boyfriend josh gates i don't know who that is what ma'am i'm so sorry i will send you a link oh boy expedition unknown never heard of it josh gates never heard of it you are disappointed to me right now oh my gosh Focus. I'm sorry. <laughs> Focusing. You're going to think this is very interesting. So um, he um, is like a survivalist. He goes into the Amazon. He is terrifying. about preserving the jungle. He's about preserving, you know, all of this stuff. And 
one of the things he was talking about on this podcast was they're called, I, I don't know what the politically correct term is, but they're called unco- uncontacted tribes. So there are some they're tribes. invisible in, people. They're what? They're invisible indigenous people. Yes, basically. <laughs> Terrifying. In not so many words. So they rarely, if ever, have contact these uncontacted tribes. Rarely, if ever, have contact with the outside world. So it's super fascinating because, like, they don't know – they don't use the wheel. They There are things that – they are right now while we are sitting here talking on our computers with our iPhones, like they hunt with spears. They don't have clothing like this exists in the world we are in today, which I find fascinating because look at the rest of the world and what we think is important and where we're at. And there's a tribe that lives without any of these things and doesn't have modern conveniences. And that I just find really that fascinating. Good. If so, step on their land. <laughs> it, yep. So, um, these tribes, these indigenous tribes, they got there by basically the whole rubber boom during the Industrial Revolution. Oh, like rubber forced, plants. Yes, force them deeper and deeper into the forest. Um, so the only way at that point in time to get rubber was to mine it from the trees, but you couldn't just, like, for some reason, you couldn't just plant your own rubber plantation. Like, the trees would get infected and die. So it had to be the ones that were already... Huh? Sounds like a curse to me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, this is... It's very messed up, all of this. Um, But so you couldn't just... Henry Ford tried to make, because he was the one who wanted the rubber for tires vehicles yep (laughs) um so he had tried making a rubber plantation out in the jungle to mine this from but it didn't work like i said because the trees would get some disease or whatever and they'd all die so they had to get them from um the areas they already were so that means that they would send people out into the jungle and they would just like kill whatever and whoever was there to get the rubber from the trees sounds like the timber bring, industry mm-hmm, to bring back the rubber um and so these uncontacted tribes that were realizing what was happening started running and moving deeper and deeper into the forest because they didn't want to die or be they didn't enslaved attack or, them? Hmm. interesting or whatever so i mean they, like I said, they have, like, they hunt with spears, but they're very, like, good at what they do, and they are very... Well, if that's um, all you know, it's how you grow right. up. You know? Right, and they're very a- accurate when they throw these spears, and they're made from... Um, what I bet did you I they say? can they climb were... a tree really quick, too. <laughs> I bet you they can. Um, And one, so this this guy, Paul, is talking about all this and telling this... Um. And so the next party, he's talking about, you know, how these indigenous tribes, they were obviously terrified of the outside world because all they knew was these people were coming in, killing and enslaving their people. And, you know, so they 
were incredibly violent to any outsiders because what they knew and what had been passed down generation to generation was the outsiders are evil. And I mean, obviously they had every right to think that and everything. So what I found fascinating is this guy, Paul, he goes into the Amazon all the time and he's, he's, like just a fascinating dude like you want to go down a rabbit hole just go research him he he was fascinating because he's telling stories about sleeping in the amazon and what you should actually be afraid of when you're out there and is it caves um, caves are <laughs> well he says the most dangerous creature out in the amazon it's not jaguars it's not caiman it's not any of these things it's the tribes out there they're very territorial the animals don't know what you are because they don't see people normally. Right. So they have no issue with you, you know, or yeah. they're scared. Unless they're hungry. Unless they're hungry. But even then he's said, like, I don't know. It, it, the whole thing was fascinating. Or you get little... bit by a poisonous snake or frog. <laughs> well, I mean, or, you know. Nature's scary, man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a couple of the stories he was telling. And like I said, I knew about... I knew a little bit about the uncontacted tribe um, because of a true crime. I don't know if it was a podcast I was listening to or whatever, but it fascinated me because um, he didn't tell this story, but I I knew this story from the true crime thing. Um, there was a gentleman who had gone out there. He was trying to spread the word of God and be a missionary, and he wanted to help them and whatever. And he was successful in his first attempt to get close to them. But when he tried a second time, they like immediately killed him. They have well, been programmed. Yeah, you open the door once to a Jehovah Witness and then they keep <laughs> coming back. Like, respect people's religion, man. Like, don't force religion on people. End of rant. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that took such a turn, but anyways. But no, the whole time you were saying is he went to teach them the word of God. Like, okay, don't you think they have their own gods? Like, they've made it this far. You don't need to tell them something. <laughs> like, This is going to bring up like a whole discussion at the end of this because I have a question to ask you at the end because I want to know. I don't kill witnesses. Okay, good. I'm glad to know that. That wasn't the I just hide from them like a normal person. Like a normal person. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that like... That was just someone trying to go out and in their mind, they were trying to do something good and there were no questions asked. He was just killed immediately. Um, so there, some of the stories that Paul is telling is um, there were some loggers that had gone out and tried to steal a few trees from the area in which the tribes were located. Don't and the tribes immediately obviously took them out and they left the loggers on the beach with arrows through them pinning them to the beach I mean, kind of as a f around and find out have we learned nothing from history no we haven't <laughs> we haven't so i'm gonna give you one more kind of story here and then um i want to discuss a little bit with you so um the last one I'll tell you is someone on Paul's team had tried to reach out and send a canoe full of bananas oh, out nice. to these people. Um, 
And he didn't go close. He stayed like out in his waist into the water and just pushed the canoe to shore. So like they could see he didn't have a weapon. He wasn't dangerous. He was trying to offer them something. I don't know what you have in the water. And they immediately started shooting at him. (laughs) See? And this is like so crazy. He had, like, moved just in time when the arrow was coming that it was, like, going straight to his eyeball and instead it grazed his skull. So, like, it cut through to his skull. It was so close. And the guy survived. Um, And there he showed a picture of this guy because this guy's on nope. his team. Nope. And it's... It looks kind of cool because he's got just like this scar, but it looks like he keeps his head shaved. And so it like you could always see his scar. Oh, and I just imagine this guy is going around telling everyone all the time about, you know, I trapped and this tribe shot at me. <laughs> <laughs> but I I find this whole thing fascinating. I won't go too far down deep because there's I could talk to you for six hours about it. But so it brings up the question when you're when you're thinking about it, what I find fascinating is like, do you leave them alone or do you see if they need help? Like, they clearly are terrified and I understand people's need and want to like get them to be like, we are not the bad guys. We're sorry for our ancestors or whoever did this or whatever. So like, I understand people wanting to contact and be like, do you need help? Can we provide anything for you? But at the same time, like, maybe just leave them alone. Yeah, I think it's when you try to intervene with cultures or societies and force your beliefs of what you think they need or what you think they should have. Um. I guess I think that's really tricky in my opinion right? because at this um I think National or National Parks After Dark did an episode on the Bonobo um tribe and some guy that tried to help them um but I think he was trying to save them not necessarily um change who they were I think he was trying to save their area because people were trying to develop where they were um but the more time he spent with them the more adapted to their culture he became to the point where he didn't want to leave and he didn't want to go back to society as we know it well that Um, was going to be kind of my comment like our society now is so complicated and there is so much working against you all the time and we're all about you know I just feel like we've we've gone in a weird direction as a society and like it is what it is I'm not I mean what it is what it is but like maybe maybe they have it right you don't have all those extra worries and you're just living and spending time with the people you care about and learning skills and all this stuff. And you're not a slave to your job, but at the same time you need to hunt and be productive and all this stuff. But like, yeah, what, what if they have it right? And what if we're the idiots here? 
well, let I think, them live in their world. Right. And I think it's a good um, history lesson. If you go back to history, like before, like when settlers came and took over settlements that were here by the Native Americans, like they were thriving. Yeah, they probably had some tough times, but they learned to adapt generation after generation. They have holistic health. Um, Yeah, they probably didn't do what we would view as good health or there's always a way to do something better, but do we need to do better? Well, and that brought up a good point I forgot to say because I thought you would think this was fascinating, but um, Paul was saying that like out in the jungle, you don't get infections ever. There's like specific trees that have sap that you, Mm -hmm. the second you feel like you're going to get an infection or you have a cut or whatever, you put it on there. And I find that incredibly fascinating that in this capitalistic society, I don't want to get political or anything, but like we we make a profit on medication and we develop these things. And, and then it comes down to like these people in the jungle have figured out sap from a tree prevents infection. Like sometimes it just makes me wonder, like, what are we doing in this world? We had we had more simplistic things that were better. And. Right. and- well, it, also, if you go back to that scenario, um, the Native Americans didn't suffer. Well, as far as we know, I'm not. A, I've not done the research. I have not. Whatever. We have not researched anything. Probably <laughs> these are our opinions. None of it is factual. This is what I've learned through my <laughs> adulthood and schooling. Um, but wasn't it that um, we settlers? brought smallpox at, that took out tribes like they were doing fine until we brought these diseases from being in dirty streets and poor hygiene and the industrial revolution like just all this grit and grime and germs okay. that they didn't necessarily have we brought that to them and we thought we were helping but in but we made them sick so like it is like I go back and forth because yeah you have that big heart and you want to help someone and you think you're helping them but I don't like they're not going to ask you for help because they don't know any better Um, they don't they don't understand. Well, we also don't know their language either. I guess right. they were saying you don't, right? I, I guess they were saying this specific tribe, like it's not Spanish. They speak, and it's not. No, they probably have their own native language. So, how that... do you even communicate to ask them? And it clearly, like they don't want anyone to mess with them. Like they want to be left alone. They are either so terrified of the outside world that, like we are not we but like those people are the devil and they are there Maybe to destroy the them. same tribe i'm thinking of um because your your story sounded familiar but i thought it was a younger guy that went to help them 
but like there's signs well, i think there's been a lot of people like i think there's been tons of people that have tried so like there could be someone else that talked about it because the true crime thing i originally heard about the missionary that yeah. was a completely different story person that okay. was yeah because yeah. i heard there was like a group of kids like younger kids or whatever and i think it was a missionary that tried to go to this island after being warned um to stay away um Mm -hmm. because they were not friendly and they did accept him once and i think it was more of a warning and then immediately killed him i'm pretty sure it's the same story yeah probably yeah like people around there like knew to stay away f- and they w- warn people to stay away from that area because this tribe is so hostile and i mean you defend your home when there's people strangers you don't know what they want and i'm sure they've encountered many situations that have led them to not trust outsiders and i think if you want to help, that's great, but maybe like like the canoe thing, like maybe not get that close to them, but like yeah. airdrop something or <laughs> <laughs> from a safe distance. Like, <laughs> but but are they gonna know what to do with like bananas? Yes, they know what to do with bananas in a canoe, but like I think we try to help people by giving them products that we assume are helpful helpful. yeah right but i think if they've been thriving this long just let them just let them be like if they need help if they need anything they know that there's people out there and they will search that out this isn't like you're going to an area where People have depended on that kind of thing and they don't have the resources. Clearly, these people have the resources that they need. That's right. the end of my rant. Sorry. <laughs> they, they've obviously been surviving without us intervening. So, right. um, just like animals, the, leave them alone. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that was my question at the end because I found that's what I was going back and forth with my brain. It was like, right, well, yeah, you want to help people, obviously, but at the same time, like, leave them alone. Right. So nature is nature. Like, I yeah. go back to the example of the um, the hor- the North Carolina horses that live on the um, outer islands. Are they like wild, wild horses? horses? Yeah. And people were very worried about them during the hur- hurricanes. And yes, the hurricanes have been worse than they probably have been but this these horses have been living there for years and they know what to do when these these storms come um kind of like wild horses anywhere um and they so okay these, sorry we had to take a break so i could blow my nose <laughs> kathy was talking about the wild mustangs I don't know if they are Mustangs or if they're just oh, horses. I'm sorry. I, they're just horses. I don't Wild know. horses. Anyways, but like, I feel like um, even like when there's bad weather, like ranchers that do have like big, like whatever, ranches with lots yeah, of land, 
they they let them loose because nature's gonna take over and i think they like in storms like that they try to label their horses it's to get them back of life. but right like yes some horses are gonna be unalive well they're but they're i mean naturally instinctually uh, that's not the right way to say yeah, that they have so natural instincts where they you. um i believe they i might have this wrong they huddle they get into a yeah, really big huddle huh <laughs> i said again don't come to us for no. facts just stuff will, we heard one time. but i believe that they make a really tight like um circle with their butts exposed oh so when the rain and stuff is coming they're this this big mass that makes sense right but again i mean animals are very intuitive and yes you're not gonna be able to plan for every natural disaster um you can't save have... everything and everyone right. and the i time. think they did try to save some of them but at that i don't because of how the islands do... are did they do okay though being out there knowing what to do i mean they did i think a few of them were lost it dwindled but i mean i bet we can ask michelle she loves horses i bet she knows about this probably Um, probably that was my side sorry no i so that's the end of that's my example of a rabbit hole that i've been going down so if you found any of that interesting though um just look him up and start there and then just follow it wherever it takes you you know your little maybe you'll end up with the bonobo tribes yeah go ahead um do you want to do yours yours today I, i mean i'm not that detailed we can um a few things that i have been perfect dabbling in um there's this, well, this guy they can say which one they i mean if anyone comments if you want more <laughs> bonus episodes of these topics <laughs> or if you want like a drawn out thing like mine was or some little tidbits like kathy's gonna do <laughs> so there's this guy um i think he's in washington um on courtsville road or something i don't know anyways so a while back he posted this video of this mountain and he claims that at the top of this mountain, he claims that when he was looking at it, it appeared to be a door that was open. And as he stood there, he said this door closed completely. So in like the picture that he's showing, like I'm one of those weird people that finds faces and everything like trees yeah. always have I hate faces. it. Yeah, I there's faces <laughs> in everything. So me and torture me all the time. <laughs> Anyways, so this door um it's really high up and I get he tried to like go up it's the mountain. It's in the mountain? Huh? It's in, in the, the mountain? mountain? Yeah, so he's on he was on a it's, it's on a road, but you can see it from the road, but okay. then if you go up like try to get to it there's like um it's really steep and you can't really get to the actual front of the um thing that they're calling a door okay got it so um he 
claims and he's got video of him him and his wife went up the hill and then they got spooked by something and they were coming down fairly quickly um so they don't know if someone was something was following them and then they claim that there were um white unmarked pickup trucks that come by um a few times that they have been on this and they're not the only ones that have said weird stuff about this area um but i think they got the most traction out of it but just recently he's came back um he's given an update because he disappeared for a while and he just said he um that they were just scared and stuff like people were talking to them about it and um he submitted his video to someone who told him to be quiet about it so and so conspiracies about that but this so now like a group of people went out to this area and they took some drone footage they tried to i think there was a mountain climber that tried to climb up to the door but um the um ground was too soft and crumbly that they couldn't get up there to really see. Anyways, wait, 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 oh, wait, wait, wait. So is the door real? I mean, it's a formation. Um, it's but it wasn't rock. just like okay, it wasn't just like a ghost door. Like it he claims, actually- he claims that he saw it shut. But if you look at the picture, it looks like a rock formation. It does look like there's a slant in the. Like for a door, or like somebody could look out, kind of. I don't know. It's it's a mountain. It's a mountain. Got it. Is the Appalachian Trail in Washington? You Uh, said this was Washington. So, sorry, I'm like literally going down a rabbit hole. Sorry, it's it's Quartzville. Is the name of the road Quartzville Road? I believe it is. Okay, I'll send you my picture. I've always heard. Didn't like, I send you the picture? Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, so sorry. Continue. Oh. So, long story short, they've been they are seeing things. So either they think that um, something you did send me a picture. Oh, I didn't okay. see it. So they think something is either in the mountain and utilizing this door as like a portal or something which a conspiracy around that is like that area of western northwestern united states they have a lot of bigfoot sightings and that type of thing it looks Um, legit like a door like a door Yeah. yeah but if the drone that went in like it looks like there's a hinge on whatever side, uh-huh. um, but like I said, nobody could get up there to. Yeah, now that I see what you're okay, yeah, um, but yeah. So the other conspiracy theory, so it could be Sasquatch, or it could be people are saying they're stone giants, and somebody took a picture. Bless you. Thank you. Somebody took a picture with their drone. And it like looks like there's an outline of a rock person right underneath the door. And they're saying, um, 
sleeping giant, like sleeping giants are all around us. And they just, um, that's like their camouflage is they just look like a mass. Ooh, they look like a rock. Right. But if you look at that picture, it looks like, um, gosh, I hope that wasn't too loud. I'm sorry. (laughs) It looks like a, like the door itself looks like a face, like a giant face. Which took me down, so then it took me down a rabbit hole, and there's other things around the world that um, are rock formations that appear to be, I believe there's one, there's a few actually, that resemble, um, there's a mountain that looks like it's a sleeping dragon, and then there's a few places that... um, have you ever seen Moana? Yes. <laughs> Is it? There's, like there's a. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, me personally, I think. Is it Skull Rock in the. Um, oh, yeah. Door County where like the formation of the rock looks like a skull when you're coming up to it. Which is Couldn't creepy you because heard of it. Lake Michigan is very spooky. Uh, haunted and lots of crashes um but then it like it brings me back to i'm no i'm going to a movie now but it brings me back to um lord of the rings with the trees that come alive oh my gosh it's been 10 billion years since i've seen that because my favorite part is when the trees come alive is that the only part you like? <laughs> the only part. <laughs> no, I like the elves too. But anyways, so there's things around the world that people um, attribute to um, sleeping mythological things. Um, like there's this formation in the rocks that looks like it's snake scales so, you know, like fossils, like if something were to just lay down and be fossilized. <laughs> so people think there's giants, which then led me to um, the... Would it surprise you if there was giants? So, I mean, seriously. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> some people believe that Antarctic. So it's not flat earth theory. But the flat earth people might be onto something because they think that we are surrounded. So the Antarctic, they're saying, is a round ice wall. And beyond the ice wall um, are many different civilizations. Like we're only living in a small portion of the actual world. I can't deal with you right now. I, my head's going to explode in general. I can't do it. <laughs> so if you want to hear more of that, let us know. <laughs> but those are the... Um, so giants could live on the other side of the ice wall. Great. Great. Love it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So I mean, uh-huh. there's that. And there's probably mermaids in the ocean. I got it. Well, people from Atlantis. So back to my Atlantis story. <laughs> we planned some this. of those people Genius. retreated into the middle of the earth 
which goes into Hollow Earth Theory. Oh, man. People everywhere, man. There's civilizations everywhere. (laughs) Untapped knowledge, guys. (laughs) Welcome to our brains. (laughs) It's fun here. (laughs) Okay, well... We're going to go ahead and end this so I can blow my nose again. Um, (laughs) Hopefully this wasn't too terrible. But that was fun. I had fun. (laughs) We might might just transition to... (laughs) Just whatever rabbit hole we're going down. (laughs) I mean, if you want help, I'll help you. But no one's taken me up on my offer of (laughs) SEM pets. Yeah. Send us a line. Ask the empaths. What do you guys want to hear from us? Um, do you hate our advice and you just want to hear us talk about whatever nonsense we can come up with? Let us know. Yeah. I mean, we can also give you some tidbits about healing journey. <laughs> whatever. Right. Whatever you this want. Is what makes our, our hearts happy and part of our healing is the awakening of everything you guys listening to us babble right no (laughs) but i think conspiracy theories lead you to an awakening where you are learning about what is possibly out like there's more than just what you thought you know right i don't know man you know i don't know i don't know well Thank you for joining us on this um, chaotic (laughs) journey. (laughs) We wish you all a healing journey and welcome you to discuss rabbit hole theories with us. Adieu. Does that mean we're done? Yes. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.